Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In today's episode, we covered the topic of pancreatic secretion found under the gastrointestinal section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with an overview of pancreatic secretions. Remember that the exocrine pancreas releases secretions into the duodenum of the small intestine. The secretions contain an aqueous and enzymatic component. The aqueous component contains bicarbonate, which neutralizes the protons delivered to the duodenum from the stomach. The enzymatic component contains pancreatic enzymes. These digest carbohydrates, proteins, and lipids into absorbable molecules. The lipid digestion begins in the duodenum. However, lipid absorption occurs primarily in the jejunum. Now let's discuss the formation of the pancreatic secretions. Remember that the exocrine pancreas organization resembles that of the salivary glands. The acinar cells secrete enzymatic components of the pancreatic secretions. The central acinar cells and the ductal cells secrete the initial isotonic aqueous components of the pancreatic secretions. The ductal cells modify the initial isotonic aqueous components by transport processes in the ductal epithelial cells. The modifications result in bicarbonate release into the pancreatic secretions and a net absorption of protons. This causes acidification of the pancreatic blood, and the pancreatic secretions remain isotonic. Now let's discuss the flow rate and composition of the pancreatic secretions. The flow rate changes the bicarbonate and chloride concentrations in the pancreatic secretions. There is a reciprocal relationship. At the highest flow rates, there is high bicarbonate and low chloride, and at the lowest flow rates, there is low bicarbonate and high chloride. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to pancreatic secretion, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. Digestion begins in the mouth by breaking food up into smaller particles through mastication and mixing it with saliva containing amylase. Food then enters the stomach, where gastric acid and pepsin initiate protein digestion. The resulting chyme is then expelled into the duodenum, where pancreatic enzymes such as lipase and phospholipase A2 digest lipids. These digested lipids are then ready for absorption across the gastrointestinal mucosa. Resection of which of the following segments of the gastrointestinal tract would prevent the absorption of these digested lipids? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Jejunum Choice 2. Ilium Choice 3. Ascending colon Choice 4. Descending colon Or Choice 5. Rectum The best answer to this question is choice 1, jejunum. If the jejunum were to be resected, the digested lipids would not be absorbed into the body, as lipid absorption occurs mainly in the jejunum. Various nutrients are absorbed in different locations throughout the gastrointestinal tract. The duodenum is responsible for absorbing calcium, magnesium, iron, fat-soluble vitamins, and glucose. The jejunum absorbs lipids, sucrose, lactose, fat and water-soluble vitamins, proteins, amino acids, and glucose. The ileum absorbs mainly water-soluble vitamins, proteins, amino acids, and glucose. The majority of nutrient absorption occurs in the small intestine, and mostly water and electrolytes are absorbed in the colon. The rectum does not play a role in absorption. It is only used as a temporary storage for feces until it is expelled. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choices 2 through 5. The jejunum is responsible for the absorption of lipids. 
That's all for this review about pancreatic secretion. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.